What have we here? Good day, Galaxy. This is uh, Commander Cody here going solo for an episode. We're actually live at the Ohio History Center. Nick yep. Evans is joining me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Nick. Uh, thanks for having me, by the way. Thanks for having um, us. I don't have a cool nickname yet. Uh, I think we need to work on that. Uh, but yeah, everyone so, needs an alias. Yeah, everybody needs a Star Wars nickname. But yeah, so we're at the Ohio History Connection, that weird mushroom-looking building off of 71, <laughs> and we are doing our Star Wars day today. So it's a day full of Star Wars programming. Um, you know, we brought you guys in. You're, you guys are a local podcast. We wanted to show uh, the area a little bit of love and, yeah. you know, come in. And uh, we have 501st Legion here. And uh, so we're doing a whole bunch of different stuff today, doing a bunch of different talks. I just wrapped up a talk about Star Wars Kenner, awesome. which is our only real tie to uh, yeah. to Ohio. Puts and Ohio a, on the map for Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Uh, and that's why I could talk about it and get paid to do this. There you go. Yeah. That's the, that's the dream, man. Hold this up just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, good. Um, cool, man. Yeah. So I wanted to, you know, obviously you're a huge Star Wars fan. You set this entire thing up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was it was really a love of Star Wars that brought this. It was almost like looking for an opportunity. I've set up a couple of different talks over the time I've worked here. Uh, mm-hmm. One was about baseball. One was about rock music, which I'm a huge fan of. Nice. Um, and it was just like, man, it'd be nice to talk about Star Wars, yeah. right? And that's that's the beauty of my job is we get to come in and talk about stuff we're interested in. Because if you're interested in it, you can make other people interested yeah, in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's trying to make those connections. And um, so I was really just kind of looking for an excuse to talk about Star Wars. And so that's kind of how this whole thing came about. Awesome. Went down to a, a nice little exhibit from a Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati museum. And essentially uh, found out that Cincinnati is home of Kenner, who I always knew about. Like, we all know about Kenner. Knew because, the brand, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're the ones who made the original Star Wars toys, mm-hmm. but I had no idea they were from Cincinnati. Crazy, and I was right? like, yeah. that's my in. I'm yeah. going to create a talk, and then it turned nice. into an entire day. Awesome. Yeah, and thanks guys for coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to see you here. Um, so, like I said, you're, you're a huge fan. That's why you set this up in the first place. Mm-hmm. What we like to do is, like, get into what got people into Star Wars in the first place. You know, it's it's all across the board. Yeah, People saw the films yeah. in theaters back in the 70s. People are just getting into it right now with episode seven. So it's a wide spectrum of people that are Absolutely, in, yeah. in fandom. So um, I'll share mine just quick, just Absolutely, to kind of give, yeah. you, give you an curious. idea. I'm sure our listeners are sick of hearing me say this. <laughs> but uh, I watched The Hoth Battle on VHS a hundred times, but I'd never seen like the full movie. I'd never seen the original Star Wars and I'd never seen all of Empire. I just watched the Hoth battle like on loop when I was a kid. Um, and then when episode four came back for the 25th anniversary, my older cousins who were into it took me to the theater to see that. So that was like the first full movie that I saw. Um, didn't really get into it quite then, but then Phantom Menace came out. So, you know, yeah. I'm a millennial. I'm definitely a prequel kid. Yeah. When Phantom Menace came out, I was just hooked. I saw that. I saw it multiple times in the theaters and then Legos were huge right then too. So right. Yeah. Like we left the theater, hit the store, got as many Star Wars Legos as I can. I know I had Anakin's pod racer and the and Darth Maul's infiltrator. And right. that, yeah. that's just what, what got me super excited about oh, it. Yeah. So. Um, so it's funny that you say that you watch the Hoth battle a bunch of times because uh, there's a funny story about how I, I was actually introduced to the whole thing. And this was uh, pretty early. I remember, I'm a millennial too. I was around four years old when the, the prequels came out. 
Uh, so I was around four. Um, but I had actually been introduced about a year before the prequels were because I think my parents were like, well, they're making new movies. We got to introduce them to the first ones first. Yeah. So, so kind of comes being, in waves yeah, like that. Exactly. So me being three years old, I remember sitting down in front of the TV and my dad putting on Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. And about 10 minutes in to the movie, I hear my mom in the background. She's like, why are you showing this one first? <laughs> We got to start them out from the beginning. So then I had to stop the movie. So my first experience was the Hoth battle too. Um, but yeah, and then- But then you had to stop up. and go back and so watch then we the droids walk through the desert for a half hour. Correct, yeah. And I had no, <laughs> I had no context, but I just immediately fell in love. And yeah. uh, uh, my mom uh, talks about this argument that I used to call lightsabers lifesavers. And we had <laughs> arguments about why- why they're not called that. And I was like, well, they save your life. So they obviously are lifesavers. Go both ways. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so like, I remember just, uh, the figures were really big with me. I remember, mm -hmm. um, uh, buying the figures first and, uh, the Legos, I remember, <laughs> I realized it was more the figures when I didn't care about building the stuff. I just wanted to play with the little figures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so there was all that. And then a year later, new Star Wars comes out. Yep. And as you said, millennials, like, you can know that the original trilogy is better than the prequels. I, I don't think there's any, there's any debate, <laughs> but you have to appreciate the prequels as a kid growing up through that. I mean, that was, that was crazy to go see a new, uh, I, I mean, before we have reference for what good plot and bad plot is, you know, you, we, we see these like a crazy lightsaber duels, yeah. you know, that was just so cool to watch as a kid, yeah. you know, and yeah, we grew we up all, through that. We always say like, that's one of our favorite parts of the prequels is like, we got into it a little bit with the original trilogy and it felt very focused on the characters that you see. Yep. When the prequels came around, it opened it up into the entire universe. We saw more worlds, we saw more species, ships, and everything like that. So the prequels kind of felt like they went way more in depth with the lore and, you know, all that extra the background stuff, those characters and species. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, from a kid's perspective, when you have all those things and like At the card games and yeah. the toys and all that stuff, it's just, yeah. And that's the, that's the other thing is if, you know, I, I know there's a lot of hate for the prequels. That's no, that's, uh, that's like, that's common knowledge, right? Um, but if you think about it as it was a catalyst to get a new generation into Star Wars, yeah, which it really so. was. If you just look at it from that scope, the prequels were a success. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a fan today probably because of the prequels. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, Phantom Menace really kicked things off for me. So there's absolutely. no way I'm not going to go back and, oh, and cherish that movie. Yeah. So, no, I do love that. And um, how are you thinking about the the new Disney era of Star Wars? So some people are a little uneasy. Yeah. Uh, so like personally, um, I've I've enjoyed everything that's come to, came out so far. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm not critical of them, of or I could I would like to do things differently. But I think that's that's the great part of being a fan. Mm -hmm. But I think as fans, we have to let it go and let other people make the movies because we have to realize that the movies are now being made for fans by fans themselves. Yeah. You know, these are people that grew up loving these movies just as much as we did. Right. They are just, they just earned and were lucky enough to get the right opportunity to make their own story. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, now that being said, I think my favorite new movie of, uh, of the Disney era has been rogue one. Um, especially that, that, that last third. Yeah. Um, that it's just crazy. And it brings you right back to the best parts of a new hope. Yep. And then it goes right into it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I really have liked that. Uh, the new saga films, I'm, 
I I love. I think that new Yoda scene in the Last Jedi is my favorite scene of all in all Star Wars because it's basically these these two Jedi just sitting down talking about their failure, mm-hmm. you know. And it was it was uh, Yoda and Luke both having failed. Of course, Yoda you know sees the demise of almost the entire Jedi Order, right? And Luke basically causes it to collapse again. Yeah. Right? So you see these two old masters just kind of talking about their failures. And I think that's one of the most beautiful scenes in all of Star Wars. That being said, it doesn't... I I have my problems with Last Jedi as well. You know? So gotcha. I try to take it in little little yeah. bits, right? Yeah, the, I think The there's... ones I can, I can take and the ones that I would just like not to think about. Yeah, I think Canto we have bite. that with, with all of them though. Canto Bite. It was Canto, Canto Bite. bite. <laughs> but there's some silly stuff in all the movies, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it goes back and forth like that. And some people that we've talked to, some people focus too much on what didn't work in the movie as opposed to oh, is absolutely. the overall film incredible because right. I think it is. I will watch The Last Jedi anytime yeah. for that Yoda scene. I'll watch the entire movie just to see that Yoda scene. <laughs> just you for know? the Yoda scene? Um, absolutely. Uh, um, Did you think for a second that Ben Kenobi was going to walk out of that tree instead of Yoda? I mean, that's I was what actually kind of hoping that's that I, I, um, for the, the theory that I really wanted to pan out was the, the, uh, Ray is Kenobi. It's just Obi-Wan mm. Kenobi is my favorite character of all yeah. time. And, uh, one, like right before the last Jedi, um, I watched force awakens one more time through. And while I was watching, I was watching it under the scope of not just what, if it could be, but mm-hmm. like, Obi-Wan is her grandparent or descendant or whatever. She's part of the Kenobi, right? Yeah. So if I watched it as a Kenobi, like thinking, I was like, I'm so much more invested in this movie. I think that's probably just personal bias though. You know, you know what's funny is I can watch Seven thinking that Rey is Luke's daughter or thinking that she's a Kenobi or thinking that she's a nobody. And the way that she interacts with other characters in the movie, it all kind of works. Like you see like things when she gets in the Falcon and knows how to fly it and bypasses right. the compressor. Han's yep. like, how do you know I, this? Like, he almost looks like he knows her. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how did she jump from Jakku? Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, the first people to find her are Solo uh, and Chewbacca. Course. You know what I mean? Like, those little ties, I think, will, will keep fans speculating forever. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's where you get into the whole Ryan Johnson versus JJ debate. Right. Right. So, my personal viewpoint on that is uh, give it to one guy. Right, let him create the entire arc of the trilogy mm-hmm. because I think Ryan Johnson made a great movie. I think so too. Uh, it, it, I think he made a great Ryan Johnson movie. Yeah. I think JJ made a great movie, but they're not necessarily working together. I would agree you with know? that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the difference in directors has like tainted the new trilogy. No, I don't. Necessarily, I don't think so either. Yeah, there's definitely there's stark difference in those two movies. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so you know we've we've heard people that say Ryan had the script done before seven even came out. Right. Yeah. So as far as him seeing what happened in seven and then and kind of ditching it. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily true because we, we see that the script was done. The story was there. JJ executive produced eight. Like no, it's and, not as if Ryan completely destroyed all like of JJ's to forget ideas. A, a lot of times JJ was like jealous. Yeah. He, he came out and said he was jealous that he didn't get to work yeah. on that script. You know what I mean? So uh, there's definitely some ties there. And they did do little tie-in things. I think the the one, the big one was with BB-8 versus R2 to put on the Millennium Falcon at the mm-hmm. end of Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were working together, right? But I think 
I think taking a look and kind of panning out the entire trilogy first and letting those beats play out throughout the movies, yeah. you know, and yeah. having somebody oversee that that story arc would be really, really beneficial for Lucas. Kind of like what they've done with Marvel. Kind of what they did with Marvel. Yeah, Kevin Feige's been really, really good at plotting out what points. And honestly, some some directors haven't liked it. And those directors, I mean, Edgar Wright, fantastic director. Love his movies. Mm-hmm. If he didn't want to make the Ant-Man that uh, that was made, it, it, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. You know, they have to think about the long game. And I think that's where Star Wars has to go now. Yeah. Disney needs to start thinking long-term with Star Wars. I think it's headed there. There's just some growing pains, you know. They, absolutely. Star Wars fans can be the cruelest fans on the planet sometimes. Yeah. So Yeah, and you have to get them all back onto the same page. Yes, and, and that's you know, where I think if there's similarities between episode seven and episode four, I don't dislike that because after everything that happened throughout the 90s and thousands with the prequels, them coming back with a solid, this is Star Wars. It's just like a new hope. Absolutely. But it's all brand new and shiny. It is brand brand new and shiny. And that's one of the reasons I liked Rogue One. And I think I've talked with my brother a couple of times. Uh, My brother hates the idea of like the old looking new um, in the whole, I think it's uh, digital, uh, the the kind of digital look of the rebellion in gotcha. general, yeah, like yeah. the the uniforms, all that kind of stuff. It looks like it belongs in the seventies. Right. I totally get that. Yeah. But that's exactly why I love it. Yeah. You know, is because you're seeing it from a brand new lens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we also have to talk about how there were t- there was ten years with no Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, from two thousand five to two thousand fifteen, that that gave a lot of people in the fandom areas to go branch off into different things. Right. So they weren't on the same page getting back into it. Right. So I think now you just have to kind of use this as a nice little funnel to get them back. Yeah, interesting point because when we had the just the expanded universe era, it was kind of like everyone's just going to town in different areas of the yeah. universe. Like yeah. the New Jedi Order is going to do this and then we're going to go back and do the Old Republic and they not like they weren't limited at all, but it kind of seemed like they had free reign. Mm-hmm. And now Disney is being very particular as to oh, how they, have, they funnel things out. They have a tight lock on everything yeah, that goes which through. Which I think is good. And yeah. I, you know, the cancellation of Legends to make room for this, it kind of sucks, but this is just like a few years of growing pains until we get to a full-on franchise like we've and, seen with Marvel now. And I was on board from the beginning, but that was selfish. That was biased because I never really got into the expanded universe. I watched the movies over and over again, but I just, I, I never felt a need to branch off and play, um, uh, or play certain video games or play or, you know, go read certain books. I didn't right. really read as a kid. I'm still illiterate. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I didn't feel, I didn't feel that push to the expanded universe. Right. And then by the time I really had a push to the expanded universe, I was like, where do I start? Right. And it was just, it it's was just, it was overwhelming. Yeah. It was, it was sensor overload and I didn't know kind of where I wanted to start. Um, so I, so I didn't, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't start. And yeah. it's kind of like, uh, it's almost like if you're a Captain America fan from the new Marvel movies, where do you start, right? right? Where do you, what comics do you begin with? I mean, if you go, like there's just too much out there already. So when, uh, was it 2015 or was it before that? Maybe 13 that they said the cannon's gone? Uh, I think it was 20, end of 2014 as we were leading up to episode seven. Um, So Because it was like right after we started the show. I was like, yes, now I can jump on board and be on the same page as everybody else right Mm -hmm. away. And I loved it. So I've I've listened to a lot of the books, not all of them, um, but I've, uh, you know, started picking up canon here and there because Mm -hmm. it's easier to jump on now. Right. Yeah, and one complaint was that there wasn't enough new stuff. Like, oh, they canceled all the legends, but now there's like 
there's a movie and a book and that's it. What are we going to get into? Right. But now we've seen they've had so right. many different comics. Exactly. And they have all the it. All the novels are coming out. They have it all planned. Yeah, exactly. And it's always a lead up to to the movie. So I haven't I haven't dove into the um the Han and the Lando book last shot that's leading up to Solo, I but I do it, have yeah. that and I'm excited to get into yeah, that. I, yeah. I just started listening to it. I had a nice little drive up to Cleveland that I started playing um uh I started kind of playing it in the car. Mm-hmm. Um I have a friend that just gave me his login to Audible. So there we go. Um, there we go. <laughs> he wants he wants somebody to talk about it. Lucky for you, Audible maybe is not a sponsor of this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe <laughs> maybe they would drop you. Maybe they I just would. ruined that. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's Audible okay. seems like they have their stuff together. So <laughs> that could have been a good sponsor. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. No worries, man. Uh, speaking of solo, yeah. As we get into that, so yeah. I've been. Doing a podcast, it's hard not yep, to absolutely. read and research everything. Mm-hmm. And I think a big issue that I had when I saw Last Jedi for the first viewing was that we had so much expectations from two years. The hype, the hype the was hype. there. All the, yeah. all the theories. People wouldn't shut up about Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Rey is, I was is one of Kenobi. Yep. Snoke is Mace Windu. Like, where, where are we coming up with this stuff? So doing episodes, like, we want to have content to talk about as we get hyped Abs- for the movie. Yep. So I didn't stay away from it. I was like, I was in it. I'm trying to do the opposite with Solo because I don't want to go into the theater with all that stuff. I don't want to have that baggage. I just want to sit down and enjoy it. Uh, yeah, and I uh, I didn't really subscribe to that with, uh, with the first couple trailers. I was mm-hmm. like, the first couple trailers, I was like, yeah, I just want to see what kind of just give me a little bit. But now it seems like yeah. they come out with a new teaser trailer almost it's like every three days or something. Yeah, that is something. That and kind of so, so I have I have cut down from there because I think you know with all the bad press that was going on with the director fiasco, the yeah. you know the writing, and I always go with the writer because Lawrence Kasdan, Larry Kasdan is yeah a king in this universe. Yeah. Um. So, with all that being said, I think they thought they had some trouble, and they didn't. Re- they just finished the movie, and they didn't release the trailer for a w- long time. You know, so. Uh, there was a there was a long there was there was a lot of bad press yeah. that they needed to kind of get rid of. So I mm-hmm. see why they keep releasing new things. Yeah, um, it's kind of hard to stay hidden from some of it. It is because you know we go on Twitter and it's just yeah yeah my content my YouTube subscription is just every every day there's yep. a new teaser. Yeah, and YouTube's I, so probably the worst. I watched a couple of them. I have I've tried to stay away because mm-hmm. like we talked about uh, I think when we were first kind of figuring out what we were going to do for this event here. Yeah. Um, we were, we, we talked briefly about Solo and you had said that you had tried. So I, you know, I've kind of taken the same thing because like you said, there was a lot of hype for Last Jedi. Yeah. You know, and I don't, when there's, it's going to let people down. You mm-hmm. know, when there's that kind of hype. Always, even if no, it's perfect. Yeah, even if it's perfect. Uh, it's not what people had in mind. Right. You know, so people get so uh into and love and hold dearly onto their ideas of what they want to happen mm-hmm. and when it doesn't happen what happens after that and i think you that's know? the main issue that is the main is, issue. is disney ruining star wars because of the new trilogy or are you just were dead set on seeing post return of the jedi stuff like you wanted to see new jedi order and yep. Yuzhan Vong and whoever and Jaina, yeah, yeah. Jaina and Jason Solo. Mm-hmm. Like, is that what you had in your Which head? Which I think we're going to get eventually. Just be patient. I think we're going to get to that stuff. Possibly. Especially yeah. in the the animated series. Yeah, very true. I yeah, think, we can talk about that. And really I mean, that's all speculation. Uh, so don't hold too dear to those words. Um, but I think Dave Filoni and, and the animation team, man, are they doing good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was not a huge fan of Rebels at the beginning, but really... It took off, yeah. Yeah, really attached to it by the end. Um, stepping back just for a second. Yep. 
I think a lot of the the hate for some of the movies is, like I mentioned, people having a different view of what should happen instead of just going in and enjoying. Like they're just laying out, this is what Star Wars is now. Yeah. You the fandom has it. to be okay to let go. but And they can't. Yeah. So it's something we love dearly. Yeah. It's true. So you're going to hold on tight. <laughs> you know. What are your thoughts on the, uh, the new animated show that's coming out? And we Resistance. haven't heard it too much. We just yes. know it's Star Wars Resistance. It's supposed to be in an anime style. Anime style. It's I don't to know fill what the that gap means between six and seven. Technically, I mean, okay, I wanted a lot of different things. I think they need to fill that gap between six and seven, which is why they're putting so much content. Yeah. Whether it's books, comics, I don't even know comics, but video games. They're trying to pump as much uh, content into that area. Yeah, people have been waiting to see that. Yeah, uh, so I get it. I get why they're doing it. It's not necessarily something I wanted to see because as a canon junkie, I'm getting a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, someone that's not as canon junkie as I am, I guess, uh, <laughs> they, they're they not going to get that. They're yeah. going to see you know the TV show. And they also... Um, they're doing it in more of a style of anime, which I guess, I, I mean, I'm not a huge anime fan, but technically you could say that Rebels was done in an anime style. I think that it was it was one of their... I wouldn't know the difference one way or the other. I'm going to watch it regardless. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's cool know, that they're trying different things. Uh, they're trying different things. And when I was reading the article about it, they got really into the dogfight aspect of it, which me at a history museum right now, like that is a huge... Yeah. Plus, mm-hmm. if they're going to, ex- I think the best parts of Rebels were the space battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, hands down, those space battles felt authentic. And that's what I loved about Rebels the most. Awesome. I, I, it wasn't always my favorite either. Right. But when we got a space battle, I was watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm just glad they're open to going different directions with the animation style and everything. Um, I am really excited to learn about the buildup of the First Order and of the Resistance. <laughs> Because yes. that is one critique of Seven yep. that I, I do agree with is that mm-hmm. we kind of just jump in and the First Order is just this awesome power and they looked exactly like the Empire, kind of. Yeah. Um, so to figure out how they came to power and, and what's even in the background book, and all Even in the books, it's not clear. It's not like, yeah. here's how it started, which it, it probably shouldn't be, right? Because not many people are going to go for books um, all the time. I think they're just gradually, like, they're, with Six ends. We think that the Rebels win. We come to Seven. It's 30 years later, however long. Yep. And everything's not going great. And yep. they're gradually filling in the gaps with And there's books a lot of content to cover. Yep. Um but I think I think that that's interesting to me too. The whole I mean if you read the books you know kind of how the resistance started, right? Um but you don't necessarily know much about the first order other than it just kind of dissolves out of the failing of the empire. Yeah. And uh, but I mean, they get back to a superpower by by episode seven. Yeah. So it, something had to have happened. Yeah. They must have been somewhere else building up before they came back. Maybe that's totally wrong. Show me though. Show me how that happened. Yeah, you know? and this is where I'm really looking forward yep. to having some background from uh, Snoke. How yeah. old is he? What's he been doing yeah. in the unknown regions? Like, Snoke. how did he build up this entire superpower? Yeah, I feel like um, Snoke is a take it or leave it character from me. Um, I would have liked to see him in a little bit more action before uh, spoilers his his outing in the yeah you know um, but I I I'm not I don't know why but I'm just not that curious of Snoke he's really? he's the yeah he's um 
for me, you can give me that at face value. Uh, he's an emperor type. Uh, yeah. He is, you know, the big bad guy. I get that. I just thought he was going to be bigger of a bad guy. Right. And that's, I, that's where I was disappointed. Understandable. Um, you know and I, I mean? feel two ways about it. Like from the movie standpoint, I thought it was perfect because he, he, he serves his purpose. He is a means to an end for Kylo's storyline. It, and yes. it mirrors what happened with the Emperor in Six. So like from the movie standpoint itself, yeah, I, I love it. I think the fact that they got rid of him is perfect. And they can, from the Star Wars fan perspective, I want to know everything. Why does he wear the yellow robes? Where do they come from? Who made those? Yeah. How old is those he? Yellow like, what's robes, his home plan? Like, um, just, I can't shut that part of my brain off, unfortunately. And that's, that's what is great about being a Star Wars fan is they will give you every ounce of information that you want. You just have to wait a little bit. Um, It's not going to be as sudden as when they did it with the original trilogy where it just basically all came out in an RPG book, right? Right. So, um, you know, it's going to take a while to get get that information. Uh, But Star Wars Wars is good about that. They're going to get everything set. They they got it planned out. Um, Off of the Rise of the First Order... Did you play Battlefront at all? Because I really hope that we were going to get yep. more of that building of the First Order and Resistance yep. uh, with the Battlefront 2 storyline. Um, that just didn't pan out the way I was hoping. Yeah. Uh, I remember I really... Li- so I played the entire campaign. Um, the entire 45-minute campaign. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was what I was about to say is like I really wish it was longer. Very uh, disappointing. Yeah. Um, that being said, it was a cool little... Um, it was a cool little glimpse I would say Aiden was a cool character. I don't know why they killed her off so quickly. I don't yeah. think there was much of a point to that. Um, I would have liked to see more uh, story with her. Um, although we probably will because there's a huge time jump. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, I didn't, I'm light side all the way. Like in my, just like, I am the opposite. I can't root for the dark side. I just can't. Um, <laughs> I play a tabletop game called Star Wars Armada. Yeah. And there's two factions there's Imperials and there's Rebels. And I, and most people, when they get into the game, they buy everything. I can, I refuse to buy the Imperials. I can't do it. Um, I'm the opposite with X Wing. Yeah. I have no Rebel ships. Yeah, exactly. So um, I can't remember where I was going with this. You're always a late side guy. Yep. So the fact that Aiden yes, so the switched fact sides that after five minutes, Aiden, you're cool yes. with that? I wasn't though. That was that was what surprised <laughs> me. Is quick. being such a light side guy, I was like, she's already on the rebels. Like you right. were building this whole thing up as a imperial story, which I was yes. like okay with. You know what I mean? That's the first so time in my life about. I was gonna watch the the Imperial side and get a feel for them or whatever and yeah. catch feelings or yeah. um but I I then she just turns out to be on the light side. And was like, okay, like she's a great character. And I, uh, was it Shriv? The, yeah. yeah. Shriv is awesome. Yeah. He was hilarious. I hope we see him more in resistance. resistance. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was probably the best character in that, in that, uh, show. Um, yeah, it was just too quick. Yeah. It was just, it was eight hours instead of four hours. And she turned side. It would make more sense. Yes, exactly. If you saw more of the deceit falling, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that doubt within her and then turning, or you would, um, especially that last scene with, um, uh, her confronting her, her dad. Yep. I felt like that was so, you thought that was going to go a different way because he's so staunchly imperial. Right. Right. So you think that there's going to be a rift between them and then he's just accepting all of a sudden. And Mm -hmm. I I would have loved to see maybe a meeting before that where they had that interaction. Yeah. You know, and I just was like, wow, I'm really surprised. Yeah. It was, it was like a a chain of things. Like she switched sides. It was like, it's star Wars. I guess 
I should have seen that coming because yep. that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. But then it was that, and then the fact that it was so short, and then when she switched, it was it felt like an excuse to just play as Leia and Luke and um, Han and Lando. Like there was like four or five missions that Aiden wasn't in it at all. Like we needed an excuse. Like, yeah. Hey, did you forget that Star Wars is these five guys? Yeah. No. Um. I don't know. I enjoyed playing as them still. <laughs> I did. Uh, I hate side, to admit man. it. Like at, at the cost of the story, I loved playing as them still. Yeah. Um, it is fun to play as them. Yeah. But I was really hoping... But I... Uh, but you could do that and just do little... Like uh, the Aftermath books did those little interludes. Yeah. You could have done that through the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think as, as good as Disney has been with everything Star Wars, EA is like the weak point. Yeah. And I wondered... I'm curious to see if that changes. Yeah. You know? I think they're making some, some strides in this uh, season two DLC for Solo. So it should be pretty interesting. Right. Yeah. So... Cool. Good deal. Um, man, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us come in. Glad to chat with about, about Star Wars with you. It's good yeah, to hear is... different perspectives from everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, just let me know. I might be back on soon, but yeah, I'm going to take a, take a nice little coordinator trip around the museum, see how everything's going. Sounds um, good. Again, thanks for coming out and of setting course. up and uh, dealing with all AV stuff and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no worries. Uh, just kind of built in. So appreciate and, it. And thanks guys for sitting yeah, down and, Thank you. and listening to us ramble for a little bit. Appreciate it guys. Thanks. Do you know what's going on? The galaxy hinges on you taking a guess. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I like Alec Guinness as much as you do, but okay. <laughs> oh man. Sorry, sorry, sir, sir, sir. Alec Guinness. It's all good. <laughs> uh, so Tim. Hey, what's up? Doing pretty good, man. Yeah. Doing pretty good. Yeah. Recovering yeah. from the madness that was the World of Beer party last night. Ah, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. Do you have an alias or anything you go by? Uh, I you, like actually, never like calling people by their first name. No. Well, uh, well, my, or, like, my, what's your YouTube handle? Uh, my YouTube handle is Tim Fluffy Beard. So it does have my first so name. Fluffy. But, yeah. Fluffy. I guess. Is yeah. What we we're go going with. Fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Still uh, chilling here at the Ohio History Center. Yeah. It's the coolest great place event. around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's awesome, man. It's great. Uh, so I know you have a YouTube channel. Yes, I know yeah. that your your foray into the nerd realm is all based on Disney, like you said. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, fill me in. Like, what's your your big obsession with Disney? How would you get rolling into all this background? It, it started childhood love and it, everything like yeah, that. Yeah, it it literally started when I was uh, yeah five months old. Um, I went to Disney in October of 1988. I went to the Magic Kingdom uh, with my mom, my grandma my uncle and and my brother i don't th for some reason my dad wasn't there he was like in i think he was getting his master's or something but anyway and i have a photo of of me in this like little like cheap stroller and i i'm obviously not doesn't look like i'm loving it because i'm you know <laughs> five months old but um <laughs> but i mean that that's that's where it started like my first memories were uh i think i was like three years old uh, and my, my aunt lived down in Tampa, so okay. we could just like go down there whenever. Oh, nice. You were there pretty um, frequently. Yeah, yeah so, so you pretty much started like right away. Oh my gosh, like, yeah. The only way it could have been quicker is if like... If I was born there. You were in the hospital there. and like yeah. Disney movies were playing and like <laughs> yeah. Mickey Mouse, the 501st was there. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, like my first memory there was uh, my dad waiting for like 90 minutes to ride on Dumbo with okay. me and I will always thank him for doing that. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So what were the big ones when you were growing up like movie wise? What, what were you really obsessed with? Oh man. Uh, enough, like for me I was 101 Dalmatians is one of my favorites and you know the mid 90s era Lion King, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast all yeah, stuff no, that I watched like nonstop. Yeah. It, w it was that um, 
yeah, like uh, Lion King was was amazing. Toy Story when it came yeah. out just oh, yeah. like How blew my mind. That, obviously, yeah. um, and I don't think it blew my mind as much until I watched it later. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they did it back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of those uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, mm-hmm. I have just loved throughout my entire life. Um, but yeah, all that, and then going back into the kind of early days. So, uh, all the movies that came out prior to me being alive. (laughs) So like Mary Poppins was just an amazing film. Um, and I think the fact that my parents love Disney, so they kind of instilled that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They instilled that. You know, it's not to say anything bad about Mary Poppins. Just, you don't hear people like, dude, Mary Poppins is like best movie ever. Yeah. No, (laughs) at least maybe that's just, we're in, we're in some little pocket because we're all star Wars and Marvel. I think it's, it's, it's kind of, in uh, it's getting popular again because of the the because yeah. of the new movie and all that right and, and anything Lin Manuel Miranda touches mm. seems to turn to gold yeah <laughs> but um it seems to be venerated like everyone seems to love it but or everyone like respects it okay but it doesn't seem to be like their favorite movie right, right, right. um Makes whereas sense. you know I Bert was like my idol like just so he he he's just like oh he can be this one day and this one day yeah. and this one day like <laughs> yes I want to do that. So you want to be a hobo? Yeah, yeah, basically. So him more than Luke Skywalker? <laughs> I, as, a, as a kid, That's yes. interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It's fun to, to hear people, what people connect with. Yeah. Like what hero, because a lot of people were, obviously Luke's the hero of the original trilogy, so everyone mm-hmm. wants to be Luke. Um, I grew up very much with the prequels and stuff. I was like, I want to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. Because like, he's great in the original trilogy, but he doesn't do much. He's mentor role in there. And yeah, the prequels, yeah. you get to see him jump in and like save the galaxy. Exactly. And and especially watching um I think the most recent thing that I've I've keyed in on is uh the Clone Wars series. Yeah. And he is awesome Fantastic, in that. Right? And yeah. He's he's like he's quippy and ironic <laughs> and and it just makes you love him even more. Yeah. So. Um so before we get fully into Star Wars, yeah. since you're a Disney uh fan, I want to know what do you think about because this will kind of bridge now that we're in this whole new era of Disney movies, like the live action stuff that they're bringing back. Because that's something that I never anticipated that they would do. But now we know that Beauty and the Beast and Jungle Book have been out. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. plans. Like I've seen the cast listing for Lion King. And- Lion King, Aladdin yeah. is coming out. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think about that? I'm not sure. I, I think <laughs> <laughs> I always try to think about these things on their own. Mm-hmm. Like I liked, I liked Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. like the, the live action one. I don't want to compare it to the original one. Yeah. Um, but you kind of have to because it's obviously, you know, a reimagining of it. Right. Um, I will always err on the side of the original animated one, even going back to um, uh, what's called the, uh, the Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Um, I thought, I thought Tim Burton did a really good job. Oh yeah. I but totally it, forgot about that. To me, it was, it, to me, I think of that almost as like, um, like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, it's a different they're, they're, iteration of the same story. There are two ways to tell yeah. the book. Right. Um, and, and Alice in Wonderland, the original one, uh, the, the animated one, I thought was groundbreaking. And then the new one was really good too. Mm-hmm. But it was just a different way of telling it. Gotcha. Um, just like uh, I, I think, you know, when sci-fi got on that kick of doing, yeah. you know, reimagined of, uh, fairy tales, like it was good too. <laughs> it was just low budget. Yeah. <laughs> so. so that brings us to... Disney as a film powerhouse in the first place, animated or not. Uh, And they, in 2012, you may have heard they bought Star Wars. Wait, what? For $4 billion. (laughs) That was, yeah. I heard that. It was ridiculous. Um, 
maybe you could speak since you know a lot more about Disney than yeah. I do. Was there a law at some point in terms of like the type of content that Disney was putting out? Because I remember when we, they announced that they bought that, people were so worried as if they were going to turn it into like Aladdin and like animated stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think there was that initial fear that it was going to everything was going to be in that that Disney animated style. Yeah. Um, which is great, but do you want to see Star Wars in it? I right. don't know. Um, there was definitely a lull, but it was a long it was a long long time ago <laughs> prior to <laughs> uh, prior to to the to the 2012 um, okay. uh, maybe right before the Marvel stuff kind of kicked off. Yeah, well even even before that like from like 84 to 94 uh, or even before that, um, like in the eighties, it was, it was, it was bad news bears. It was, oh, I mean, it wasn't bad news bears, but it was, it was, um, like you had, uh, so the black cauldron and yeah, yeah. There, there was that just really bad era. And then there was kind of retooling and that's when you start to see, um, uh, you know, the Pixar guys starting to come around right. and like Tim Burton working there in the eighties. Mm -hmm. and, and that's when you start seeing really good stuff coming out um but yeah there was i think there was a bit of a lull um and and i i don't want to like i think the fear ended up being at least to me unfounded yeah but i understand where they were coming right. from yeah yeah because yeah. i i don't i don't necessarily want to see you know everybody in that right disney animated style um and they were only a few years into the whole marvel thing yeah yeah but they really got their feet wet with that as far oh, as definitely, them yeah because, so Disney, the Disney movies themselves mm -hmm. are made by Disney. Yeah. Disney owns and kind of directs and has an influence into Marvel Studios, but yeah. still Marvel Studios doing their thing. Exactly. And it's yeah. still Lucasfilm doing its thing. Yep. Yeah. So prior to that, like you would have um, like the, the more quote unquote adult movies were touchstone. So, so until you had Marvel and stuff like that, um, uh, what was it like the Rocketeer? Mm -hmm. That would have been a touchstone film, mm -hmm. or I I can't think of one touchstone movie, but right. um, yeah. So so anything that wasn't you know suitable for the mouse and the kids right. was touchstone, gotcha. and then then it got all murky, and now I mean they now get, they're just they, picking up franchises exactly. one left and right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'll be curious to see if the 20th Century Fox deal finalizes and goes through that and how that like, affects things. I was super surprised about that right at the beginning and I was thinking about all of this and then I thought, you know, this is, has to go through like SEC and it's going to take a while. Tons of things are going to get spun off. Um, I was actually thinking more in terms of, um, well, I was thinking in terms of, you know, the X-Men and the rest of the Marvel stuff. But then I thought, I mean, they own 90 some percent of ESPN and now they're going to own Fox sports. So yeah. that is going to be, I mean, that, that could be huge in terms of the, that's, I mean, even though Fox Sports is, you know, they're 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 a bit lower than than ESPN. Right. That's their major competitor, and you just you just ate them. Uh, <laughs> so, that's crazy, man. I don't want to turn it's crazy into a how sports that stuff podcast. Changes. So. Yeah. No, it's, okay. <laughs> it's just interesting how that stuff changes, and yep. um, I'm excited for them to. I don't know the details about you know 20th Century Fox owning the uh, the original six Star Wars movies. Yeah. But. Will they be able to get that back? Are we going to see like some new versions of the Blu-rays and come out and everything like that after nine releases? I'm expecting. <laughs> so like you know, well, we got a while, but about two years from now, yeah. like a new box set of like all nine movies, episode that, one through nine. Yeah, I, I remember in like 2000, I was like, oh, I can't wait until I can buy all six movies yeah. together. Not not realizing, yeah. you know, 
that there's different companies, different, you know, right. holdings and whatnot. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah. Well, isn't there isn't there a difference between like the first movie too is like jointly owned by uh, the rights for all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't know I exactly. Thought, I thought it was almost like a universal. No, it wasn't universal. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I don't know all about the, the film <laughs> licensing and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's let's push into Star Wars now. Uh, we talked a little bit about the originals, a little bit about the prequels, yeah. but from a Disney standpoint, since that's kind of where you're you're focused mm-hmm. most of the time, um, Force Awakens, Rogue One. Last Jedi, now Solo's coming out. Yeah, what do you think? How 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 has Disney been handling this stuff? I've I've liked it so far. Um, I I understand the uh, the gripes of some, um, but I've I've really enjoyed it. Especially uh, Nick, Nick was saying earlier, Rogue One. I yeah. thought that was yep. great. That made me feel like I was watching an original style Star Wars movie. Yep. Um, and and I know it was funny when I watched it. Um. And I guess, you know, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, but if you know Star Wars, you know it. Uh, Like how everyone basically dies. Yeah. And in the movie theater, people were so surprised and so emotional. And I get the emotion, but you're like, we know this. (laughs) We know that everyone dies. Yeah, we just didn't know how it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, But it was, I I thought they, they did that really, really well. And I've enjoyed all of the. Uh, I've enjoyed the the two the two new like canon uh, films. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess they're all canon films, but the the, the, the two new in the in the, the saga films, the saga yeah. films. Um, I'm excited for Solo. Uh, I I think the fact that early on when um, th- there were some snafus and the issues with directing and and all that. They, they uh, some some had said that Disney had basically written it off, and they mm-hmm. were like, "Okay, we're just gonna we got to put it out, and then on to the next one." Right. Um, that to me was like, okay, now I can just go and enjoy it. Right. I I I want to see this because it's going to be almost like a gritty underworld. It's it's just going to be a fun romp. Yeah. Uh, Nick and I were we'll talk in the the office about it, and and it's like we I I just want to enjoy something that that yep. expands that universe a little bit. Uh, now that you know, uh, expanded your legends is 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 legends. There you go. Yeah. Um, now that there's that, like I want everything that I that can expand, and that, that's why I've I've read a lot. Of, I've started to read a lot of the uh, the the canonical uh, comics that yeah. they come out with, and those yep. are just those are fun too. They're so, all all across the board. They got yeah. everything right now pumping towards these new stories. Yeah, see, um, interesting thing about Rogue One and Solo and all these spinoff ones is like. We know what's going to happen, but we also don't. Yeah. I thought that was the interesting thing about Rogue One is like I, I didn't have time to theorize and speculate. It's not like I had the story set up from seven and then wonder what's going to happen in eight. Yeah, We know that Rogue One is taking place right before A New Hope. So we obviously know what happens by the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's basically... The Rebels get the plans, but yeah. we had no idea how they were going to get there. And, and it was all, all due to that... like what mon mothma's yeah like it was like 13 words that she said right make right. a movie out of that exactly like, oh, yeah. okay which is super interesting um and i think that's another reason why i'm really excited for solo like yeah. we know obviously he meets lando he gets the falcon he meets chewy and i've heard people say that like they're not excited about the movie because they know what happens and i don't necessarily agree with that because it's just going back to what i said about rogue one exactly me. like we know that he's going to get to this particular point, but we don't know how it happens mm-hmm. and who he meets along the way and this whole heist thing that it seems like they've been setting up. Um, yeah, I want to know, does he does he actually earn that Corellian blood stripe on his pants or did he just steal those oh. pants? Well, 
They if he, if uh, are all on. prone to stealing pants because <laughs> at the end of five, Lando just gets in the Falcon. He's already wearing Han's outfit. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Those guys are just swapping clothes all the, the time. The big, the big thing we need to to remember about Star Wars: it's all about pants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I'm. It's interesting how they can take a gap in between two movies and fill it in with a with a new movie and give us all this new content. Oh yeah, or, just, or or I mean. Uh, a whole series you yeah. know, with Clone Wars. I mean... True. Yeah, yeah. Dang. I'm excited to see what this new uh, Resistance is yeah, going to yeah. look like. Because if, if it's anything like the, the prior two series, I'm I'm in. Yeah. Because I even that... Uh, like like some of the Clone Wars ones were, were clearly just episodic filler. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's fun. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... Because I've watched... I've watched some of Rebels. I've watched... Clone Wars, but now I want to like watch it the whole way through, mm-hmm. and I'm to the point now where in Clone Wars, I'm like I just want to get through so I can get back to Rebels. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh, man. So Clone Wars did what I just mentioned that the movies have done. It's mm-hmm. like there's a gap here, or there's something that they. What I always refer to is we see Anakin's story through the prequels. Yeah, and for some people, it wasn't as thorough as they would have liked. Mm-hmm. I've heard the criticism that. By the time three rolls around, he's a Jedi, and then within a few minutes, he just decides to turn and sacrifice all the Jedi for this one vi- dream that he had. Yeah, and then it wasn't really thought out that well. But then you go through the entire story with Ahsoka in the Clone yes, Wars, definitely all the stuff that they had to go through throughout those like two or three year periods of the war. Ahsoka ends up getting kicked out of the Jedi Order, then she leaves for good. All of that stuff, if you have that, that's kind of like retconning Anakin's fall to the dark side because yeah, you see all that in. play out and then you go to three and then it all makes sense. Yeah. Because he's not just worried about Padme. He has all this stuff in his head that he's been struggling with. Yeah, the, the very, uh, he, he was very resistant to to being that master yeah. role. Yeah. Um, well, and that, that brings you to the, uh, the book that... Um, I forget who wrote it, but but the Ahsoka book yeah. is really good too. I, I was listening to it on um uh the Libby app. Not not that that's a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> I actually just downloaded that one. It's it's really I read it yet. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really it. good, especially because the actress who played the voice right. of Ahsoka, I forget her name. Uh, Ashley Eckstein. Yeah, yeah, Ashley yeah, Eckstein. She she narrates the entire thing. That's incredible. and it's it's great because it really pulls you in right uh, right from the beginning. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I love that they can do that stuff when they when they can. Yeah, like have yeah, their actual good. voice actors come back and do that. Yep. Um, and boy, how do they need the money? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So back to the the new movies and everything. Yeah. How do you feeling about the the new characters and the new story? Of the new saga. I like it. Um, and how they're I, kind of like ushering things off to the new generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they really are. I mean, the, the, the old generation is truly taking a step back. Yeah. Um, well. Or, or getting pushed off of a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An engineering platform. Um, but no, I, I like the new characters. Um, I, I, I like... I've gone back and forth with Snoke, okay. whether I like it or not. Yeah, um, I hear that a lot. I like it when you think of him as just a malevolent force, like, like not even thinking him as a, like, like even taking the name out of it, right. Where you, it's just this malevolent force guiding Kylo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay that we don't have to know exactly who he is. Right. Um, but I do want to know, you know, 
Um, the, the fan in me, like the moviegoer in me, is cool with it. Yeah, the fan in me yeah. makes me. I need to know his entire exactly. I need I mean, his birth certificate. I need yeah. to know where. He, yeah, all that stuff. I want to, uh, you know, like, and, and now we know, like, when when somebody asks, you know, oh, get my better half. Well, now he has two of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I, and this is another opportunity for them to just say, okay, in this comic series, we're gonna learn all about Snoke. Yeah, yeah, or or the um. Well, I guess the, those aren't really. Uh, Disney on YouTube has been putting out these little, like, two minute animations, uh, and they're they're oh yeah, the forces of destiny. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, and, and and they're cool because like they'll they'll dump like five of them out at once, and one of them's Clone Wars era, one of them is yep. Resistance era, one of them is you know the the Galactic Civil War era and all that, um, and they're really cool and they're and they're mm-hmm. fun. They they have that um, the the style is very similar to. Uh, what is it? The Tangled series that okay. they, that Disney's put out. Uh, that that's broadening the story of Rapunzel and and, oh, okay. and Finn and all that. So it's it's very uh, it's it almost seems like cut out, but it it's 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 very flat. Yeah, but I know it, that got in a, in a lot a fun of way. criticism when it when it debuted. Yeah, but I I think it, it it's got a cool look. Yeah, it's interesting. Think, yeah, it's don't think it, it's like a softer, happier version of what um <laughs> they were doing with uh. Uh, Samurai Jack and, and that original yeah. Clone Wars, Dude, you know, where that, that's super uh, flat, but it's it's fun. Was that was that Tartakovsky? Yeah, yeah, that, and yeah. That, that's one of the best pieces of Star Wars visuals that I've ever yeah. seen. I there's certain there's certain that. characters that just work like that. Yeah. Uh, like um, I thought Obi Wan looked super cool like yeah, that. Yeah, it looked very great. angular. Um, yeah. That was the only time that we've seen General Grievous the way we're supposed to see General Grievous. Yeah, by yeah. the time we get to him in three. He's coughing and hacking. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people gripe about how they presented him in the full Clone Wars, like the yeah, full yeah. Eight, seven seasons, six seasons. Um, he was just not as ruthless as he used no, to be. No. They kind of got into like some antics, I feel, in that one of like he he almost got a bit, stuff. Yeah, he almost <laughs> got like he was more into the politics yeah. of it, where whereas he should have just been He's the, a Jedi killer. He's just the <laughs> rabid dog yeah. that that <laughs> that Dooku says kill. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah, that uh I go back to that Clone Wars series all the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's good stuff. Um it was crazy to see this is another reason I love the prequel era, just like the Clone Wars era, to see the Jedi nearly unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. The stuff that they can do, like when they're not limited by I guess the way they shoot a movie as opposed to animated stuff. Exactly. They can do whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. intense. Yeah. One of my favorite parts is when they're um, when they are stealing the Chancellor off of Coruscant. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. Shakti and all the Jedi are, like chasing them. There's an Athorian Jedi, and he just unleashes because they have, I guess, they have four throats. And the fact uh, that he's a Jedi, he just unleashes this like sound wave, and it destroys the entire oh my the corridor. It's one of my favorite parts wow. of that thing. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. So earlier before we hopped on the mic, you were doing a Star Wars show and tell. Yeah. yeah. You want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah. So uh, we were doing a, a program that was basically just anybody who wanted to come up with an item that they had, you know, uh, lightsaber, you know, there was a record player. Mm-hmm. Was, um, they could just come up and tell their story. Um, I started off with, uh, I have the, uh, I think it's the 2000 edition um of uh, the Star Wars trilogy mm-hmm. and it's the the box set of VHSs. Yep. And um so this is the special edition version. Yeah, so this would have been right after they 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 um they updated it 
And uh, nice, yeah. But it was it's it really fun. And and I was saying how this this was my main. The, this is the way I could mainline Star Wars, basically, because <laughs> uh, I would just you know you know pause and rewind and fast forward and just yeah. uh, the um, uh, Empire Strikes Back was just the one that I would watch all the time, mm-hmm. um, and it still it still ends up being one of my favorite. I don't you know I've never really thought back. Is it? Yeah, no, it is my favorite movie. Yes, yeah, so yeah. we, we always <laughs> we always rank the 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 movies in order mm-hmm. when we have like guests on the show and everything. I totally forgot to ask Nick about oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. But we'll have to do that before we close out. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. Everybody's definitely. order of movies. Um, yeah. So when's the last time that you saw just, I'm looking at the VHS and it's reminding me when's the last time you saw the original cuts, the original. Oh wow. Cause it's been a while. And it, I have a feeling that if I were to go back and watch those, I've been like, oh, I don't think doesn't look as great as I thought. I can't think if I've watched them as an adult. Cause yeah. the only VHS stuff that I remember have, oh, my co-host uh, Mopar had is the the old school version, the first yeah. VHS run of the original versions yeah. in the box set. And that's the only time that I really ever saw the original versions. Uh, okay. Yeah. whenever it's on TV or now the, the Blu-rays and stuff, Hayden it's a special edition. Yeah. And I'm pretty yeah. sure this still has the the original actor. at Like it, there is an Anakin Force Ghost, but I can't remember that's now that I think of it. a few versions of them then. Yeah. I thought... Well, no, oh, may, wait, maybe this Anakin one... wouldn't have been on the special edition, obviously, but he is on the Blu-ray version. Yeah, he is in the Blu-ray where, right, where it's, he, you know, curly hair, Hayden Christensen there. Yeah, which... Um, yeah, I don't think he would have had curly hair. Why? Or his limbs. Why? Oh, wait, no, no, he, I guess he would have. Yeah, it would have it would have gone back to the time when he sense. was a... I, yeah, I know people refer to Lucas as like, how are the Jedi supposed to be and what's the criteria for a Force ghost? Yeah. I think he just, he wanted to put that in the movie and then he explained it away later. There you go. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Well, it's it. kind of like, I, I, I really wish... I, I think they missed a big thing in the um, Clone Wars and then, uh, or, or Attack of the Clones and, and Revenge of the Sith. They should have brought back... Um, Liam Neeson as a Force Ghost, like yeah. I mean, and and they they reference that right yep. at the end, I think. Um, and like there was a little stint of you know, him that. in um, Clone Wars. Too. Yes, yeah, Not, yeah. Was he? It was actually Liam Neeson too. Yeah, yeah. They, that's they, right. they got him to that's do it, right. which that's is fantastic. Cool. It ended up just being like a ruse, though. I think because they were on that. Oh, for, or no, it was because they were it's on that. When he was leading planet. Yoda to. Or was it that he was leading Yoda to um, Dagobah? I think you're. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking of a different thing. Yeah. Side note, if there is a Kenobi film, yeah. I really hope Liam Neeson is back as a I, Force ghost. Oh my gosh. Like, I really hope it's yeah. a lot of Obi-Wan training with him that would be on the, in that gap when he's on Tatooine. Yeah, because that, I mean, you have, what, 20 years of him just... 19 years, just you waiting. Know, <laughs> waiting and watching. Yeah. Um, now, they, they did go into it uh, in, I think, was it was it the last last flight of the Har- Harbinger um, comic? Okay. Where it, it talks about... Um, He's there and he's trying to just like keep low key. He doesn't want to, you know, bring out his lightsaber, all that. Um, and uh, and how Owen hates him for that. How really? Uh, he, he like he hates Obi Wan for bringing you know all this trouble and all that. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, he tries but, to like write him off. Exactly. So I wish they would have gone into that. But at at that point, at the in new movie, there was so much that you know left unthought of. Yeah. So they they couldn't really. You know, I think, into that. I think they leave these gaps in between the timeline on purpose so they can oh, yeah. come back later for new content and yeah, just, yeah. just fill it in, just like back to Rogue One and everything. Well, at a certain point, is that even giving them too much credit? You know, <laughs> it's just like, well, we didn't think about it then, but hey, here's a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just retcon everything. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's going to be 
and we're kind of jumping around here a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I wonder if there's going to be a gap between eight and nine. That's true. Because we saw from seven to the Last Jedi. I'll have yeah. to get your thoughts on Last Jedi in general too. Since oh yeah, it's yeah. like the newest one. Um, but it kind of just picked up right afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And and at at the end, you know, spoiler warning or whatever. <laughs> at the end of eight, you get this almost requiem, if uh, if I'm using that term correctly. Yeah. Where you get the, the that kid and yep. like it, it's almost like it's turning into its own legend. Yep. And it's like, which oh, I thought was awesome. Yeah, some people yeah. complain about those kids. I'm like, it makes. But so it, much sense, I mean, man. It, it makes it real. Like yeah. it, it's that extra connection to to the uh, to the fandom. Yeah, and it's um, the extra note about Ray not having to be somebody to be important. Exactly, which I liked. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that too. So, but I I could see some time because that, uh, frankly, that could give them time to write out uh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Um, and and that way it can be just really seamless and and yeah. all that. Um, although I mean they they could just pick up in hyperspace, like right where they left off. I, so. I think we need some time though. Because mm-hmm. if we think about how they ended eight, there's looks like 40 people left in the resistance. That's true. That's like, true. All, like they, they had a, a lot of casualties. Let them repopulate. There. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Let those reinforcements from the outer rim come in and that's they true, need to do yeah. some recruiting and maybe we'll pick up when Ray's done some training. And I, if I really hope we see uh Force Ghost, Mark Hamill, yeah, training her. I think that, that would, would be, be. Oh my gosh, that would be classic. That'd be really cool. I'm um, I'm surprised that they put Yoda in there. Yeah, I, I was, am. I'm not, but I, I kind of am. Like, I was really happy, yeah. and and I'm pretty sure Frank Oz, yep, came in and voiced him, which yeah. was just it. It it was like, it it was just happy. You know, it was like a warm hug. Yeah, it was you know. Great. Um, so now that we're in that territory of yep. Episode Eight. What are your overall thoughts? This is probably the most divisive movie in Star Wars. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe since Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or maybe altogether. <laughs> overall, I really liked it. It seems to be um, like splitting people in half. Yeah, I, I think on the one hand, you can say that this whole story was about them going from this point in space to this very other close point in space. And then they have a Hoth battle, uh, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, but, um, you can think of it that way. But I, I don't, I don't really see it that way. I, I see it as it was a really concise film. Yeah. Um, and and it, it, I really liked it, and I, I like the way they did the. Um, it wasn't too jump cutty for me. Um, they were able to 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 blend things really well. Um, the the for you know the beginning of force projection which which i guess wasn't because we see it in um like rebels at some point but uh that force projection you know with, with ray and kylo seeing each other and all that and that relationship is really interesting yeah um and, and i i thought it was just really it was fun yeah i i found it really really fun nice so. yeah it's good to hear that i it's usually the camp of it was perfect or oh it was terrible. And <laughs> Best movie Wars ever, now. ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to get nuance out of people. I yeah, guess and yeah. it's a little easier when we're on the show because normally we do hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. You have a lot more time to flesh that out when you're just you know responding to reviews or things on Twitter or something like that. Exactly. It's so quick. It's <laughs> like, 144 characters. Obviously, it was terrible. Yeah, like, there's no like you can't really dive into the deep discussions. Like it's so yeah. hard to talk to people on that and i also have just you you're not gonna get much done no, on, a, no, on no. a platform like that like yeah. even if you want to have like a intelligent conversation about why you actually do like the prequels mm-hmm. it's not gonna work people are just gonna be shouting at each other like you're yeah. not actually gonna get anywhere but that's um star wars fans are crazy oh well, yeah yeah we're crazy bunch. Well, it's it's because i mean it's because they love it i mean you you, you <laughs> 
love it so much. It's one of those things where I'd rather have, you know, love to the point of rabidness than just <laughs> that's true apathy. Yeah, and, uh, and just not care about anything. Um, I want you to mention really quick just your uh, your YouTube channel. Oh what, yeah, what, yeah. What YouTube kind of channel. stuff that you do on there? Um, it started. It. Uh, so my YouTube channel, uh, youtubecom slash Beard, all one word, <laughs> and <laughs> it started out as a gaming channel. Um, but then quickly, kind of uh, I, it was mostly free games. So okay. like on indie, uh, what was it? Uh, Game Jolt and and stuff like that. Okay. Um, or games that I already had, or games that I found in a bargain bin. Cool. Um. But it got to the point where it was just, I, I found that I couldn't make a lot of good content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided, I started watching a lot of, of uh, Disney vloggers. Um, and I was like, I can do that, but I'm not in Disney. So I started doing just vlogs around Columbus. Okay. Uh, so doing a lot of um, either and by band, Disney vloggers, you mean people at the parks? Yeah, people at the okay, parks cool. uh, or like people like Adam the Woo or Justin Scard or... Um, um, the Tim Tracker who are doing like daily vlogs at the parks and things like that. Okay. And I'm like, I like that, Sounds intense. but I can't be there all the time. Right. And, and I'm in Columbus. Um, so I've, I've done a lot of kind of like hidden gems in Columbus and mm-hmm. abandoned stuff and, uh, uh, things like that, like going to old Eastland mall or Westland mall yeah, or, yeah. or, um, just places like that. Um, and, and historical stuff. Cause I am you right. know, a history buff. So going to, old like pioneer uh grave sites mm-hmm. and things like that okay um and obviously when i'm at disney i'm filming everything yeah. i can awesome uh and i've made a lot of friends down there too which is kind of i cool. assume you're so. geeked for the star wars park i am very excited um i was a bit scared uh about how they were going to fit it all in there mm-hmm. and wasn't going to take up too much of the park but i think it's really going to do well like the the way they've the way they've mapped it out is going to work nice. um so that way you have you have Pixar area, you have Toy Story area, which is opening like in June, and then you're gonna have a, a nice crisp, like just walk through right into uh, into uh, Galaxy's Edge. And um, they're doing something at Orlando and in California, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna like the end big up, big ones in Orlando, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh yeah the the whole big big park or kind of big park expansion is gonna be at Hollywood Studios. And then they're also doing it at Disneyland, uh, the Disneyland Park, okay, um, cool. which is taking up a good bit of uh, Frontierland, okay, or, or some of it at least. Okay, um, I had never been to Disneyland in California. Yeah, yeah I, I think last time I went, I was eighteen. So um, that's so that's another reason I'm looking forward to uh, next celebration being back in Anaheim. Oh yeah, because I'm hoping. I don't think they've announced it. At least I haven't seen it in the past day mm-hmm. since I last checked. But that park will be open by the time they do Celebration 2019. That'll be cool, so yeah. So we can have those two things. Oh, heck Check yeah. out the new park, be it Celebration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, and I, I will say the, I think the newest thing that in terms of Star Wars that I've seen since I've been down there, because I, I went in December uh, to Walt Disney World, was they had just updated Star Tours to add the crate scene. Oh, nice. Um, So that was, that was bananas. I haven't been. Um, the last time I was at Disney, I was... Like fifteen, yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. So like so Star Tours would have been there, but it, it yeah, I been went the, on it, but it wasn't. I remember it not being as like epic as I. Yeah, was yeah. Hoping. So I think this is its. I think it's this is its third iteration. So the first one, it was always on the Murphy platform, so you right. were always kind of moving around, right? Um, but the first one was always just. I think it might have just always been like the same movie going. <laughs> then the adventure continues, where they added a bunch of like prequel stuff and 
then this is the third iteration where they added the stuff from sequel trilogy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah the new stuff. So. Um, so what's your favorite? What's your favorite era? If you had to pick favorite era, it it. I think right now I'm saying the the Resistance era just because it's now. Okay. Um, it's fresh. given some time. It's I'd happening. probably yeah. still oh I I'd go Galactic Civil War. Really? Okay. Um, especially because you have um, you have uh like Rebels at that time. You have Rogue One at that time. So it, it I think overall I'd, I'd probably stay there. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. If we're going to include Legends, I say Old Republic. Oh, okay, always. okay, yeah. Uh, but if we're not, if we're just talking about movies, Clone Wars era, for okay, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah and, and the fact that you have that, the show there, yeah. um, that really broadens it, and it's yeah. it's really nice. Um, so. so last thing before we end, yep. like I said, I forgot to do this with Nick, so <laughs> Nick, I'm sorry. I'll just say maybe, it maybe in I'll have to phone, Yeah, I'll have to phone in your, uh, <laughs> yeah. your ranking. So we usually do just like a really quick rundown of like what your favorite movies are in order. Okay. Um, so my, they always change like, yeah. depending on like what I just saw or what I've been There's really a obsessed with. There's somewhere on the like... internet that's telling you what. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with seven, still my favorite. Okay. I'm going to go seven, five, Rogue One, Phantom Menace, Last Jedi, really? uh, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, and Clones. Really? Did you have Empire in there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Empire's two. Yeah. It has been. It was one for a while, but I really yeah. love Seven. I, okay, I really yeah. do. I think it, it it puts me in the Star Wars zone from start to finish. Yeah. I think it, it's cut well. The pacing's great. and introduces the characters. It, yeah, yeah. Han, like, I can't believe the fact that I don't hate Han in that at all. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. he came back as old Han, and it worked. He's, he's it like worked a, so well. He's, he's like an old uncle. Yeah. You know? I think the only thing I really don't like is the Rathtars, but... That movie. Yeah. I also don't I, like the trash compactor scene from A New Hope. So like, yeah, that's there's true, parallels yeah. there. But yeah, I think I think Seven's great. I think yep. they really nailed the Star Wars style. So cool. that's currently my favorite one. Um, and yeah, Phantom Menace is one of those that got me into Star Wars in the first place. So that I, one always yeah. has a, it's always yeah. high up on my list. I think it was, it was a necessary movie too. So I, I can't I can't be too hard on it because it was is necessary to to lay that groundwork. Yeah. And and for the fact that for the fandom, yeah, like it it got. Yep. Us involved, you yeah, know? Man. So, um, so reel it off. Let's All right. Your ranking. Now, now, before that, though, I, I do okay. have just one little quick one question. Caveat. <laughs> do you think that Phasma will be back? Do you th I don't think she died. I'm so annoyed about that. I'm so mad about that. I think she's going to be back with if... no helmet, but a really, really bad sunburn over that. <laughs> <laughs> just She's going to have to be putting lotion over her eye scar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope we get to see her again, but not in nine. Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe yeah. in Resistance or yeah. in something. And I've heard that people said the, the book was really great. Oh, okay, The yeah. book was really great, which made her going out in eight worse because like, no. like, they put her out in seven so quickly, but people loved it. So they're like, oh, yeah, here's a book. Yeah. She's actually awesome in the book. But then we get to eight, she just goes out again. I just, yeah. I don't know what their thought process was behind that. Well, and seeing the they're actress trolling us on purpose. Yeah, seeing the actress in the, uh, the, the I think it was a Vanity Fair thing, like in her full costume without her mask. Yeah. She looks so cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, I want to see that. Yeah, man. But anyway, so back to the, uh, the so the ranking. Your ranking. Um, ranking, so from from top to bottom, so like best to worst. Yep. Or your, your would, favorite to least favorite. Yeah, so so favorite to the least favorite. Um, I would have to go Empire, then Rogue One. So Empire, Rogue One, A New Hope. Hmm. 
Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Okay. <laughs> God, Return of the Jedi and all the prequels left. So Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Revenge All the of the Sith. Are last. No. no, okay, no, you know, no, 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 no. I'm, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put, uh, Phantom Menace above Return of the Jedi, then Return of the Jedi. There we go. Then Revenge of the Sith and uh, uh, Attack of the Clones. Clones last, yeah. yeah. I, I, Attack of the Clones just seemed phoned in a lot of it. Yeah, it's, it's just too slow. Yeah, it was the longest Star Wars movie for a while, and it was like the slowest of all of them. Yeah, just was random. It did have Jimmy Smith's though, so I yeah. can't say it's that bad. Yeah, Bail Organa's great. Yeah, um, and I'm a big fan of Django Fett. Yeah, I that's really true. love Django Fett. Yeah. And, um I think a big reason for that is: Do you ever read the Republic Commando series of books? I don't think I did. No. So, Repu one of my favorite Star Wars authors was Karen Travis, and it's unfortunate because she was really active in Star Wars right yeah. before the Clone Wars cartoon came out. Oh, okay. And they kind of like rewrote the clone story, which is yeah. kind of annoying, but. She had a series, it was five books about the clones and how uh, Jango Fett and the other Mandalorians like trained them. Oh, and not wow, only did they yeah. train them, but they like, instilled like Mando culture in them. Yeah. So yeah. it was like kind of just like a Mandalorian book that we were reading just oh, like from the cool. point of view of the clones, which was awesome. Yeah. We got to see like their relationship with the Jedi generals and how they did, uh, did all that. Um, but it was great. But then the, when Lucas put out the Clone Wars cartoon, he kind of like... Yeah, that they, became legends right then. Told even. that own the, yeah. their own and they, story they changed there. It around. But I've always been a fan of Django and the the Mandalorians and everything and the clones. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's unfortunate that, that uh, Attack of the Clones just took a, a hit hit and miss uh, space noir yeah. or film noir in space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the whole the whole thing is just the the Skywalker family soap opera. <laughs> yeah, true, very true. <laughs> space opera, yeah, hip uh, opera. Let's call it. <laughs> no. Awesome, man. Um, thanks for sitting down with me. Thanks yeah, for man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course.